Hey, it's Taylor. And Spencer. And we are the, the Sages, Sages of, of Nonsense. Nonsense. Welcome to another episode, guys. Yeah. Another week. We made it. We are still alive. Just still oh. smashing. Ain't nobody For those of you who don't know, Taylor's got a really awesome mic stand. <laughs> and anytime anything on the desk touches it at all, it makes the perfect sound for what is that like a uh, a catholic it's do they be, call him a canter it's got to be i don't know it's like the 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 i don't want to say bell but i guess it is a bell this one sound a gong or tuning fork that they hit when somebody's baptized it's like so if we just offended you as a catholic that's i don't know anything about catholicism so it's, it's the in trinitarian trinitarian formula yeah, that. So when we go, oh, <laughs> <laughs> so we've been giggling about that. Oh man! Oh, wait, I think I got it right here. Let's see how close you are. Et fili et spiritu sancti. Amen. Where is it? Espiritu. Man, that's gonna somebody out there is gonna be mad about that. Well, somebody somewhere is gonna be like, I can't believe these two fucking fucks. Here's the thing: uh, if that person is Catholic, I don't really fucking care. Yeah, it's like, hey, you're right. You have absolute rights to your religion. Sure. But also, don't make it my problem. Nope. And and honestly, of all the religions I feel comfortable making fun of, Catholicism is pretty close to the top of the list. Yeah, man. <clears throat> I've only been in a Catholic church like twice in my life. One was for a wedding, and I swear to God it was seven hours long. Oh, yeah. Buddy, that's just how the Catholic church do. It's like, let us take as long as possible to tell you you are married. Yeah. <laughs> I just can't. I couldn't. And I was also a kid, so I was like, I, my patience was zero. <laughs> And then the other time was at a babysitter, and they, she took us to a Catholic church on a Wednesday. Why? Because she was still babysitting us, and she had still got, had to go to mass on a Wednesday. I don't know church. I don't understand church on Wednesdays. I don't. I think people were just like, "We're not getting enough church in our lives, so we're gonna go midday week." But what do you mean by enough church? Like, what? Do you, like, you don't have enough of someone reading a book to you that you could just open and read on your own? No, you need a middle point in the week so that you feel when you feel really bad, you can feel better about all the terrible things you've done. Well, you're all those people who are person. seeking out church to fill that gap, they need to discover marijuana and or a therapist. Or video games. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big thing. Church of, Church of Christ. That's what I grew up in, but Church of Christ has a, a lot of people are coming to terms with the fact that it's just like, yeah, the Church of Christ has basically given no effort to people's mental health. And I like I don't know, mental health is like coming into the main stage nowadays in general. Well, we're just starting to realize that it is super health. important. Like mental health is health. It's just as important as going to your cardiologist or something yep. like that. Like you need to get your noodle checked out sometimes, man. Well, it's like my dad, when he was growing up, he talks about, they were just like, they were like, oh, I have these bad thoughts and I think about doing things I shouldn't and I, I don't like myself very much. And they're just like, well, what you need to do is sit down and pray about it. And you need to give that to God. You need to give that to God. And put it over his hands and he'll take care of it. And it's just like, that is not how this works. Yeah, like, you mean, because that helps so much with, I don't know, the water crisis? Yep. I don't know, man. 
Uh, by the way, you should know this by now, but it's uh, Red Beer Sunday. Red Beer Sunday. So get you red beer because it's Red Beer We need to come up with a better song. <laughs> what? You think that thing we just did wasn't, wasn't good yeah, enough? Yeah, that was off the cuff. We'll, we'll have a better one next week. Oh, God. We're going to have to write a fucking song. Anyways. Um, so, uh, we're gonna, we're gonna have some conversations because me and Spencer were talking about when we went down the glitter rabbit hole a handful of episodes ago. So we're going to have a little conversation, which we stumbled upon that one organically. We didn't realize yeah. what we were stepping in when it came to Cause glitter, like I but. had heard some stuff and I was just like, dude, there's this whole thing, man. I've heard, there's this whole thing about glitter. <laughs> and then we were just like, we fell into a big old, oh, hole. Fuck, there is a whole thing about oh, it. There's like so much glitter thing. in the ocean, man. That actually did trip me out. I, yeah. didn't th- I didn't think about that, but like the whole bottom of the ocean being glittery. I don't know why that upsets me. I think it's just because it's not supposed to be there. Yeah. So if you like a glitter magnet, it would be 10 million pounds of glitter that you'd pull out of the ocean. If only that was a thing. I mean, I guess. I mean, th- it said like the early forms of glitter were like metal shavings, which sounds super fucking dangerous. Yeah, like, it sounds way worse than whatever we're doing now. Yeah. So like, and I understand people were stupid uh, for a good chunk of time, but like, uh, oh, but that's stupid. Yeah, glitter that doesn't come off and also leaves you with splinters yeah. everywhere that don't come out because just they're made metal of shavings. Metal. If you've ever cut metal, you'll realize how terrible that is. And if you haven't cut metal, go cut some and you'll know. Yeah, just take some psychedelics and just zone out on your bench grinder for like an hour and a half. <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that. We're not promoting this. Spencer needs to stop. He keeps trying to tell you guys to do, do bad it. things. Do it. Because it hit me the other grinder. day that Spencer told everybody on the podcast to steal from Walmart, and I know you shouldn't. Okay. <laughs> but do it. No. Do no. It. We're not condoning theft. Um. But yeah, so we're going to talk about some crazy conspiracies. Okay, so this is this is what I found. This is the one you were waiting on. Apple's top secret iPod. <laughs> Why is it top secret? Because according to former Apple software engineer David Scheer, I think, Scheer, the tech company worked with the U.S. Department of Energy on a, on a convert... Oh, I'm sorry, I can't read. On a covert project back in 2005, the special iPod was allegedly supposed to act like a Geiger counter by testing radiation levels in the air. He shared in tidbits, I guess there's another, yeah, yeah, it's another site, uh, because I have them pulled up too. You could walk around a city casually listening to your iTunes while recording evidence of radioactivity, scanning for smuggling, uh, smuggled or stolen uranium, for instance, or evidence of a dirty bomb developed development program with no chance that the press or public would get wind of what happened share wrote so that's they, they i t- mean turn them into geiger counters i mean that's one not a bad idea and two doesn't seem that nefarious like i'm sure no. i'm sure they couched that program in with something that also like catalogs whether or not you're looking for like an abortion clinic or yeah. something like that you know oh god yeah yeah, but no, I just think it's, uh, I find this very interesting, like, because it doesn't necessarily have any negative effects on us, but also with all large collections of data, right? there is super interesting stuff in there, most likely, so it's just like, what did they find out? Did they find out, like, oh, there's a dude on the Upper West Side of New York City who is irradiated all the time, yeah, but it's totally fine. I feel like the only thing they really found out was that it's not cost-effective to put Geiger counters on iPods. Yeah, but the government doesn't do anything cost-effective. Right, but like, 
I just feel like they would rather allocate that money towards like, you know, buying machine guns or helicopters. Spencer, we don't buy machine guns. We build them. Okay, but the, you don't just build them for free. <laughs> like, you don't just press a button and then it just atomizes into a little bay. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, I know. It'd be, it'd be great, though. Ooh, it says the Department of Energy is huge. Its 2005 budget was $24.3 billion. Wow. Um, <clears throat> man, stealth Geiger counters. It's like, yeah, like you said, it's not necessarily a bad thing. And it, potentially, like, the only negative is if your iPod costs more because, like, you're helping out everybody. But it'd be like, there's a bomb in this. Yeah, thing. I just feel like it wouldn't. It's too expensive to put them in there. And to be perfectly honest, what the fuck does Apple care if people are smuggling nuclear weapons around the United States? They, they don't. The government gave them a lot of money. That's all that matters. Right. And I feel like they took it and they were like, ah, we tried it. It didn't work. Appreciate the cash, <laughs> it's though. Like, hey, this didn't fucking work. I don't know. Oh, but yeah. Here's a, another radioactive one in the same vein, I guess. Lost plutonium in the Himalayas. What do you mean lost? The United States and India came together on a joint project back in 1960 that, if successful, would monitor China's nuclear development. The goal was to install the radioactive isotope P2-238 powered sensors, but hazardous conditions forced the team to evacuate the Himalayas. No way. They had to leave one of the highest points on the planet where people die constantly. Crazy. Gee, why? Before the installation was complete, when they returned, the sensor had vanished. No one is tracked in the plutonium device, but locals believe that they are still active in the area and are responsible for melting ice mountain caps and are causing massive floods. I, I mean, that at least makes more sense to me, but I don't know enough about radiation to know if that's how radiation works. I know it all depends on... This might be totally off base. I think it depends on the half-life of the radiation, which kind of constitutes how powerful whatever it is, is. So, I hypothetically, because I know like it gives off light and heat if it's like... Super radiated. Yeah. So, like, if it's on a mountainside and everything's ice, it could just melt its way into the mountain if it was left unattended and went, like, went hot. I heard that the military also... And this may or may not be true, and it's not necessarily a conspiracy, but they uh, use spent uranium, or maybe it's plutonium. I don't really know what the difference is. but uh, Just different element. They use it to make armor-piercing rounds. Hmm. And apparently, like, <clears throat> these rounds are so armor-piercing that they just punch through, like, tank armor like it's nothing. Well, it did come up. Depleted uranium armor-piercing rounds. Mm. Science of the silver bullet. Pentagon says it wouldn't use depleted uranium rounds. Why? Yeah. What is a depleted uranium and how is it used? No, that's like a super... Oh, that's public health. They're not going to tell me anything true. Ooh, (laughs) you're going to be on a watch list. I didn't even think about that. (laughs) Think about that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So, so the science of the silver bullet. 
Uh, thank you. I accept your cookies where they bring them to me with a glass of milk. Um, used as ammunition to penetrate, penetrate thick steel, encasing enemy tanks. Used as armor, it protects troops against attacks. And when it is used at the Gulf War and later during the Allied bombing of Yugoslavia and Kosovo? Kosovo. Kosovo. Depleted uranium wa was hailed as the new silver bullet that would solve most of the military's problems. After the end of the operation, or Operation Allied Forced... Allied force, however, several Italian soldiers were diagnosed with leukemia. No yep, way. Yep, that checks out. Politicians on the media soon forgot a link between the disease and depleted uranium use. They further drew a parallel with the Gulf War symptoms, and in no time, depleted uranium became the Agent Orange of the Balakan conflict. I'll be damned. <clears throat> Man, we've been throwing shit at each other. We just shouldn't it for a long time. Right, yeah. Well, I mean, that's, you know, that's the story of warfare, man. Like we were just talking earlier about the black plague. I'm sure the Mongolian people that started lobbing dead bodies over Christian city walls. Yeah. They had no idea they were starting to black plague. They just thought they were trying to kill the Christians. Yeah. So despite the recent attention depleted uranium, it's not all that new. The military has an experimented with it, with it since 1970s military interest in the heavy metal is twofold. For one thing, uranium is almost twice as dense as lead and thus packs a lot more punch as ammunition. Like its, slight, like its slightly denser cousin, tungsten, uranium can penetrate most heavy armor. Where, but whereas tungsten projectiles become round at the point upon impact, uranium shells burn away edges. the edges. This self-sharpening helps them bore into armor. Holy fuck. Ooh. That's gross. Ooh. All I'm thinking is like, that's armor. What if you're a p -p person? Do you just start spitting in place? Like, no, it just cuts you clean in fucking <clears throat> half. Like, yeah. yeah, so we're just, like you said, just fucking with all sorts of shit. We shouldn't. Man. What's your favorite conspiracy theory? Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite one. I mean, if I did have one, it might be the glitter one just because it's so ridiculous so let's go over that one again just briefly apparently the all world governments have been making too many too much fucking glitter and now that glitter since it doesn't really break down is just finding its way into our oceans and coating the floor of the oceans in yep. sparkly detritus yeah 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 something like 10 million pounds or 10 billion pounds i don't remember i think it's a million um i think it was I, th I want to say it was billion, man. Like, I mean, it probably was because it was like thirty or forty years worth of glitter production, which is a long fucking time. Yeah, it takes over a thousand years to biodegrade. God, that's so crazy, and yeah. that's just what I was saying, man. Chemists set out to make something that didn't break down, mm -hmm. and they created plastic, and they fucking <clears throat> knocked it out of the park. You'll you'll love this. The mo uh, it takes over a thousand pounds to degrade. The most of world supply is produced in New Jersey at two different glitter manufacturing companies. Yeah, well, that checks out. Thanks, Je thanks, Jersey. It says there was a reporter, uh, Kathy Weaver, tried to visit each of these companies. Only one begrudgingly allowed her inside. The company Glitterex was secretive about its numbers, but it did reveal the most popular glitter color by far is silver. Then a month later, she was found in a bathtub full of glitter. She's coming out. Of, no, she wasn't found in a bathtub of glitter. She, she was found drowned in it. Glitter coming out of every single pore in her body. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, 
And to remove glitter, the company CEO suggested using soap and water or fabric softener sheets to that's, combat the plastic static cling. That's the dumbest. Fu- He's just like, I don't know, man. Soap, <laughs> or, soap and water, maybe? Did water like, dog, man. It's fine. That is the epitome of, like, not my fucking problem. I make mm, the glitter. Yeah. The story's most tantalized in detail, however, is that one of the glitter industry's biggest clients doesn't want the public to know that it is using glitter in the first place. Why? What's the number one? When I asked Mr. Dyer if she or Mrs. Dyer if she could tell me which industry served as GlitterX's biggest market, she answered with instant no absolutely. I absolutely know that I can't. What the fuck? I was taken aback, but you know what it is. Oh god, yes, she said and laughed. And you would never guess it. Let's just leave it at that. I asked if I could tell if she could tell me why she wouldn't tell me because we don't want anyone to know that it's glitter. What? If I looked what? looked at it, I would know it's it if I looked at it, I wouldn't know it's glitter. No, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd be able to see something, but it's yeah, I can't. Those are quotes. All what? That. <laughs> Weaver went to ask glitter representative if she could tell who the client was off the record. She wouldn't. Or even off the record after the story's publication. Well, also no. At which point the representative led her unrelatedly to an automotive-grade pigment. At which point the representative lead her unrelatedly to an automotive-grade pigment. Later in pieces, Weaver noted that the glitter appears in items like NFL helmets, credit cards, and jet ski paint jobs. And that research shows fed glitter to animals to track them. What?! How does that fucking work? Via sparkly feces. Oh, okay. That's got to be the thing because, like, they talked about how you can, like, how, like, forensic, like, glitter forensics is a thing now mm-hmm. because each glitter is unique. So I can get yeah. that, like. My first guess as to what might secretly call a massive amount of glitter were weapons and flooring. I opened it up to cut staff for further speculation. Who is this mysterious glitter buyer and why don't they want us to know? Okay, so this is the senior, or her talking to her fellow riders. She said, jewelry, tiles, cars. But why would cars care if you knew that they had glitter? Yeah. It has to be explosives. Sherry. Maybe the moon? Oh, God. Or hospitals. It couldn't be NASA. Is it a food thing? Toothpaste. I feel like it's got to be a food thing. Probably. Maybe it's Elon Musk and Grimes. Computers? I I still think it might be tile. I agree the computers are glittery. <laughs> yeah, computers are always glittery. That's what I've always said. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, I think we forgot too quickly that the New York Times okay, uh, and the UFO are related. They have their technologies and possessions. I don't know, man. It's pretty, it's, it's pretty, pretty crazy. Man, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't understand. I don't understand how someone could get, like, whoever it is. I don't know how they could get away with it this long. Because, I, I mean, it's got to be a situation of just like, no, nobody thinks about it. It's just glitter. Nobody thinks about it. That makes it so much more nefarious. Yeah, it Like, does. that makes me feel like they're putting it in everything. In our butts or something. Like <laughs> It's in toilet paper. Yeah. I think we forgot too quickly that New York Times said that UFOs are real and we have their technology in our possession. Maybe the government is using glitter to build, like, big mirrors. And behind those mirrors are all the UFOs. 
I asked Weaver That's if she had outrage. any guesses, and she DM me her personal theory, which honestly, I also feel obligated to keep secret for security. Holy fuck! Dude, the glitter, the gri- the glittered hole goes so much deeper than we thought. There's something to this. Yeah, absolutely. Because what what is it? it says, uh, uh, I asked Miss Dyer if she could tell me the industry serves the Glitterex's biggest market. Her answer was instant. No, I absolutely know that I cannot. And it's just, but I wouldn't, would I know who it is? Oh God, yes. And you would never guess it. Let's just leave it at that. God damn it! What could it be? <sighs> what did she say? I asked her to tell. Couldn't. I asked her if she could tell me why she couldn't tell me. She said because they don't want anyone to know that it's glitter. So it looks like glitter, but what she oh said? If I look at it, I wouldn't know that it was glitter. No, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd be able to see something, but it's yeah, I can't. <laughs> Those are all quotes. From one of the leading glitter manufacturers in the world, or at least this country. Man, what the fuck? I throw, I've just thrown you into like a whirlwind, huh? Oh, man. See, that's crazy to me. It's Mariah Carey. It's Mariah Carey. You're saying she's the one who uses all the glitter? Dude, that was the title of her movie. Glitter? Yeah. I don't think so, man. I feel like it's Mariah Carey. I feel like it's Mariah Carey and Kesha. No, I feel like no. they've got both of them in like a big glass hourglass, and they just keep spinning it and making them poop glitter. Like both of them are pooping glitter, and they just like every time they need more glitter, they just go to Mariah Carey You're and Kesha, you, and they just they shake them. Get it from them. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm just. This is what this is what gets me. If I look at it, I wouldn't know that it's glitter. No, not really. Would I be able to see the glitter? Oh, you'd be able to see something, but it's... What the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I can't. Also, instant no. No, I absolutely know that I cannot. Like I'm trying to think of all the things that are glitter that I didn't realize were glitter. Who's what do they mean you can see something? I don't know. You'd be able to see something, but it's... Yeah, I can't. <laughs> That's so upsetting. What like it's it's gotta be like you said it's gotta be like a food or something yeah unless like unless it's like toothpaste which honestly I would I could buy that yeah like, I feel like it could be toothpaste and they're just like oh they're breath freshening strips and they make it look cool but we just don't know like Crest is just buying up just a fuck ton of glitter what if it's gum is it gum. God damn it. This is going oh, to be no. this is going to be a plague on me. Everything I buy, touch or consume for the next like 2 weeks, I'm just going to be like this is this is glittery. Is it got glitter in it? This gum I have gum in front of me. This gum is black. Is it sparkly? No. Mm. Cuz it's totally black. I don't know. Oh no, it is sparkly. Fuck. Fuck, it's the gum. Oh no. <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I, was, I was so sure it wasn't it's fuck g- man what if it's oh god I can't do this I'm just gonna be spinning out on what the fuck <laughs> glitter is in oh man I love it 
We gotta, we gotta, we gotta. Let's just, let's just move on to the next. To the next one. Okay. Purist. So this is this is more. Uh, there's some unknown to this, but it's not as detrimental as the glitter to our lives. Uh, this is it says the mysterious dark mass that wasn't a submarine. Uh, retired Navy Commander David Fravier Fravier recalls an unusual experience he had only described as ter- that he only described as terrifying in 19 in the 1990s he was assigned to serve on the BQM aerial target drones and submer- uh, submarine tele- telemetry to por- torpedoes in the ocean I'm sorry no 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 he was assigned to retrieve a BQM aerial target drone and submarine telemetry tele- torpedoes from the ocean so he was sent on a submarine them. to go get something. Yeah, a helicopter pilot was tasked to do the same. Both men witnessed a large, dark, circular mass descend towards the surface. Descend towards the surface. It has to be a set. Oh, in the water. Uh, when they were attempted, when they attempted to hook the torpedo, uh, the and both swear it wasn't a submarine. In the helicopter pilot's encounter, the object struck by the torpedo never was never to be recovered. Okay, so aliens? Probably. Or Godzilla? Oh, aliens first. Godzilla, no. You think? Mm-hmm. Why not Godzilla? Because I don't believe in the hollow earth theory. Like, I know that's mostly a joke, but um, I just can't. I can't. I can't perceive that there is. Well, I feel like you're assuming that Godzilla comes from the hollow earth. Yeah, but where else would he be, man? Just in the ocean, man. The ocean's huge. I mean, Yeah. But like, I guess it's one of those things where I'm just like, I mean, uh, I'm not, I'm not saying it was Godzilla over aliens. I just don't. I was just inquiring as to why you got a hard no on Godzilla. Yeah, I don't know, man. I just like Godzilla just seems so much more crazy to me than aliens. Because like that's just the assumption that there is uh, a giant bestial creature. That has been living in our oceans for ever, and no one has ever seen it. So Loch Ness monster is out. See, I don't know, man. See now, how come you can say you don't know about the Loch Ness monster? But because the Loch Ness monster bears resemblance to actual dinosaurs, whereas Godzilla, if we're talking about just like Godzilla in general for the basic information we have of him, that's like a a city sized creature, whereas Loch Ness monster is a creature that's. Bigger than a blue whale, but not like the size of a... In a lake? It's a lock. It's not a lake. It's a giant body of water. Still. It's not like... That's not... It's also attached to the ocean. Is it? Yes. I thought it was land. It's freshwater, isn't it? No, it's not landlocked. Because that's the whole thing is I'm pretty sure that like submarines came through the channels up into the lock. I might be making all of it up. I don't, I don't really yeah, know. Yeah, it's freshwater. It's a freshwater lock. Yeah, but, I mean, in that same vein... Okay, I'll say this. In that same vein, though, we have fish that transition from freshwater to saltwater and then back to freshwater during their lifetime. Yeah, but that's for, like, rivers and stuff. <laughs> okay. Like, I don't... Let me look at this up. Is Loch Ness connected to the ocean? Only outlet to the Caledonian Canal. 
Okay, so it is connected. Via, but that's even then, why would it stay in the lake, in the lock? Excuse me, in the lock. Why would it stay in the lock? In the lock. In, um, instead of just going back to the ocean. I think because it preferred living in the lock as opposed to um, the ocean because it was easier hunting grounds. I don't know, man. Loch Ness is not that big. It is. Let's look it up. Because, like, Lake Baikal in Russia, that's, like, the largest. Not for surface area, but for, like, depth. That's the largest fresh water, like, body of fresh water on the globe, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's the deepest lake in the world. Okay, the the Loch Ness Lake, or the Loch Ness Lock, is almost 14,000 acres. But how, I'm just saying, how does that compare to other locks? I'm saying even regardless, 14,000 acres. Let's look at this, okay. That's huge, dude. That's huge. So remember that note, 14,000 acres? Yeah. Okay. Fuck, this is in miles. Ooh, got him. <laughs> it says uh, 1.775 cubic miles. Okay, so how, how, how many acres? Uh, 13,937 acres. Yeah, Lake Washita is 40,000 acres. Yeah, I'm not saying Lake Washita isn't big, but I'm saying you can't argue that 13, almost 14,000 acres is small. I'm, that's, that's not what I'm saying at all. <laughs> I'm saying that the likelihood of a prehistoric-sized creature living in that water undetected for all these years, it's, it's, it's slim to none, man. I'm making the assumption, I'm making the assumption that this creature has some level of, um, like, a mating, mating ritual, mating patterns of, like, uh, what is it called? Migration? And that the lock is just a space it's at potentially for mating, and then it goes back to the ocean. So it's only there for like a month out of the year, and then it's out. I don't know, man. Because I feel like we would have caught salmon do the same shit. They go from the rivers to the ocean to reproduce. Yeah, and and during that time, we got salmon falling out of our fucking ears. Like they're everywhere. Yeah, but if there's only one, then why the fuck would it adhere to a mating (laughs) ritual? Because it's instinctual. It doesn't have a brain like we do. And not to mention, how old is this fucking thing? A bajillion years. And it's just been fucking around? Mm-hmm. No. But Godzilla's more believable. Okay, so <laughs> capital G Godzilla? No. But a giant <laughs> mutated animal? See, yeah, absolutely. I'd buy that. I guess I just can't, I can't fully lend myself into the, the conversation that... Because of radiation, we mutated something and it didn't die because I've seen a lot of stuff about, like, radiation poisoning and exposure to large quantities of radiation. And, like, mutations do pop up, but those creatures usually die real quick from, like, cancerous Sure, and that's why we don't have six dozen of them swimming around in the ocean. You know what I'm saying? Like, Like, the thing is, is that, like, if we look at evolution and the way evolution works, it's all mutation. Like, we were mutated to be humans like we are now. Like, that was the result of mutations that were beneficial and caught on and propagated the species that way. Yeah. 
And I just feel like I feel like that makes sense to me. I'm trying to. I don't know, man. I just like I said, it's hard for me to believe a creature of such size would just be hanging out and like nobody's seen it. You know what I mean? But that's the thing; they have seen it. You just talked about them seeing it. This is a deep ocean dweller. I mean, fuck, man. Like, how often are we in the deep ocean? Not enough. Not enough. We know more about space than we do the ocean. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm trying to find. I'm trying to find. Sorry. I mean, you're, you're totally right. You're totally right because... They have talked about so endlessly that, like, we know more about the surface of the moon yeah. than we do the ocean floor in, like, the Marianas Trench. Because it's just, like, it is an environment that wants to murder us. Yeah, so, it's like, it's completely inhospitable to humans. But I'm just like, I don't, I don't know, man. I tell you what, what will freak you out, though, if you want to talk about some crazy lakes, Lake Baikal. That one I was talking about in Russia, it's the deepest freshwater body on the globe. Mm-hmm. Something's going on down there. Well, yeah. I mean, shit, we can talk about the, the great whitefish of Arkansas. Ah, I, I'm, I'm remiss to lend credence to anything Arkansans cooked up. I was also, I, I was also told by an Arkansan that pigs can't look up. With a straight face. Argued with me about Pigs it. Pigs can't look up, man. And i tell you something else. I've never heard, speaking of conspiracy theories, I've never heard more people endorse the flat earth theory than I have when I, I moved to Arkansas. Ar- Arkansans. Well, that's because we're just kind of dumb. Like what? Like I mean, that we're is, not because we're not from Arkansas, but. That is. Insane. Stupid. The dumbest thing. Moronic. That is contrarianism, you know, like yeah. just the, the the argumentative form of just disagreeing with whatever the other person is saying, Mm -hmm. that is contrarianism run rampant. Yeah. Like that is, it's because people here are just kind of, basic. I would say common. Yeah. I don't, I was trying to think of something else like that. Couldn't think of anything else to say, but yeah. But uh, in regards to Arkansas's little hidden, hidden tidbits, the White River Monster is one of Arkansas's premier mysteries since 1915 along the White River near Newport, Jackson County. Okay, so it's the White River. It's not monster. a river monster that's white. Well, it is also white. Um, the monster yeah, has I'll appeared several times and has become a local legend. Sightings of Whitey began in 1915. I don't think you can say that no more. <laughs> well... I mean, technically, I think we can say it, but that's true. If someone else does, that's true. We need to yell at them. Yeah, we need to have we need to just a throw stern fit. To yeah, uh, but we're sporadic until 1937. On July 1st of that year, uh, Bremlet Batesman, owner of a plantation near the that's river, saw the monster. He reported it to having gray skin and being as wide as a car and three cars long. As news spread, construction of a huge rope net to capture the beast began. The monster had been seen in the eddy, uh, so a diver had brought brought in to search for it. Well, so a diver was brought in to search. When for was it, this? Uh, 1915. God. Um, however, Whitey was not captured, and the construction of the net stopped because of the lack of money and material. <laughs> 
1971, the sightings began again when someone reported seeing a gray creature with horns stick horns sticking out from its forehead. Others. Oh, now it's got horns. Witness description describing it as having a spiny back 20 feet long. Later, a trail of three-toed 14-inch prints were found in the White River area. Yeah, it's because a bunch of drunk teenagers went out there and fucking planted them in the sand. No, no, absolutely not. No, no, definitely <laughs> not. That isn't something Mark Hansons would do. Uh, crushed vegetation and broken trees were evidence of something large had passed by. It was assumed that the tracks were whiteies. In 1973, the legislation signed into a signed into law a bill by state senator Robert Harvey, creating the White River Monster Refuge along the White River. What? The area is located between the southernmost part of the river, known as Old Grand Grays, and the northern part of the White River, known as Rosie. It is illegal to harm the monster inside the refuge. But that's the only protected animal inside the refuge. Yeah. Give me a fucking break. You tell me there wasn't anything better they could have been working on. No, absolutely not. While there are no recent sightings, theories about Whitey abound. It is hypothesized to be anything from a huge white, huge white, uh, huge fish to an elephant seal, though none of these theories an fully seal. explain Whitey. On the White River? Yeah. Okay. I think we should get down there. Check it out. Yeah. Yeah. We need boots on the ground for this. That's, just, yeah. I'm glad you agree. God. <laughs> Uh, I'm trying to find the other one. There is, uh, I think it's called like the Hell Hole or the Hell Cave uh, in Arkansas. I read about this one. Oh, uh, oh, God. What is it? Hell's Half Acre? Is that what you're talking about? Uh, no. It is a cave. Mysterious holes shooting out flames in Arkansas. Nope, that's not it. Mysterious. Wait, what was that? I mean, this was put out by Vice. Okay, any day now. Have you heard of Hell's Half Acre, though? Uh, maybe. Okay, so it's here in Hot Springs. Uh, in the 1870s, there was a hotel nearby, and guests would walk a trail to see the site often referred to as Bottomless Pit. There were also fanciful stories about a demon being trapped in a cave below. It appeared in postcards and was somewhat of a local natural wonder. It's now completely surrounded by private property. Uh... We should go find those guys and see if we can go. So basically what it is is... A big hole in the ground? No, it's it's a big... It's kind of like a vent. Like oh, a, like a, so you a thermal vent? Yeah. And it just makes everything on top of it like nothing can grow there. Yeah. Just Probably because like a the lot temperature of, is inhospitable. Uh, yeah, temperature and sulfur usually. Yeah. Interesting. But it's just a big gravel pit and it like is just out in the middle of the forest here in Hot Springs. We should we should see if we can get a hold of who owns the property and see if they'll let us go out there because I think that would be very interesting. I don't. What? I feel like it'd be really boring. I mean, yeah. But like I feel like we'd get out there and just be like, Yep. Could be a start of a horror movie where we don't die and we kill the beast. Mm. I'd rather cut my losses. So in regards to what, you're talk- what you found interesting when I read it, mysterious holes shooting out flames in Arkansas is definitely not Satan, officials say. Uh, definitely not? Yeah, a burning... Have they checked with Satan? I guess, well, maybe. A burning hell maw opened up in Arkansas last month, and no one knows why. This article was published in 2018, by the way, uh, in October. 
Around 4.30 a.m. on September 17th, fires started spewing from a hole in the ground in rural Midwest Arkansas. The flames burned eight feet high My out, of the, God. out of a volleyball-sized hole, according to local news reports, more than 40, for more than 40 minutes. The incident was la- has launched Baxter County citizens, authorities, and utility providers into an investigation of mystery, mystery in the Midway fire hole. Um as far as spiritual Satan goes, we're, we've ruled that out. Uh, he didn't come up I, and I stick see his their pitchfork work. in the ground and blow the hole out. I want to see their. I want to see the work. On um, that. Let's see. Flames indicate twelve feet high. Whoa! Said so the flames initially reached twelve feet high. He's never. He never saw them get to that level. Passerby saw the flames reported to the fire department. He said by the time the arrival shortly, uh, they arrived shortly after the report, it had lowered to eight feet. It burned or- red orange, at about two meters in diameter. I feel like that's just a natural gas deposit. Mm. Like that is one thing that I've realized in yeah. recent in our recent history, like say like the past like ten years, is that you realize how little people understand anything. Anything. Like, there's just so, like, like chemtrails, the whole chemtrail conspiracy. That started because you can see the trails behind the jets. Yeah. So people were assuming what they were. It's just exhaust. It's just exhaust. Yeah. Like, if they were trying to make us infertile and sterile, they wouldn't need to put additives into jet fuel to have it rain down on us. They would just put it in Coca-Cola. Yeah. Like, it would be that easy. And then everyone's fucking sterile. It's just like, well, not me, because I don't drink Coca-Cola. Well, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like even if they get all the people who drink Coca-Cola, that's a fucking lot. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This It's called The Devil's Hole. I, I mis, misconstrued the, the name The Devil's of Hole. Arkansas has quite a few unique urban legends, but this creature may be the most bizarre. The Groro is believed to be a 20-foot-long monster and with tusks and claws. However, that's not even the most interesting part. On this day in ni- 1897, a newspaper published a story that would illustrate an odd monster and preserve the folklore over 100 years. Um, where is that? An article by Albert Smithin contained the sketch of the creature dubbed the Go, uh, Gowro. Gowro? G-O-W-R-O-W. Gowrow. Gowrow. As well as an account of the first-hand encounter with this creature, this is the one and only urban legend that came to life specifically after a newspaper article was published. Um, here God, we go. I hope published. that guy made his fucking money publishing that story. Uh, let me make sure... Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find. This doesn't have the e, the information that I have looked at before. That's what I'm trying to find. Whoa, sir. Uh, Boone County, Arkansas. In Boone County. Okay. In the northwest I can tell you part, they got a lot of in Boone County. Racist Boone. and amphetamines. Yeah, probably. In the northern part of the state in Boone County and somewhere within the county is said to be a small village named Self. 
Although I can't seem to find it on a map, there is reportedly a mysterious location here that has provided to be both elusive and fascinating. Near the village is the Devil's Hole Cave, a strange and unexplored cavern. One day, an indeterminate number of years ago, an owner of the land where the cave is located decided to check it out. He climbed down a rope about 200 feet to a ledge where the shaft narrowed to a point that you can only crawl through. He suddenly heard a vicious hissing from the dark, perhaps like a large lizard would. <laughs> would do and he made a hasty retreat sometime later he and some men from town dropped a flat iron tie tied to or sorry a flat iron tied to a rope in the same place of the cave they heard hissing sounds and the rope was pulled with incredible strength when they pulled it back up they found the flat iron had been badly bent and scored with scratches and teeth marks bullshit the next time next they tried it would have broke the rope Truth. If, if it has the strength to bend a cast iron skillet tied to a rope. No, a flat iron. It's okay. A, a flat piece of iron. So depending on the length, it could have grabbed the end. And... Come I'm on, just man. Saying, if, man. It, if it grabbed that piece of iron, it yanked it off the rope. Um, but the next time they tried a stone on the rope was pulled taut again. They pulled it back up and the stone was gone. No one wanted to dare and climb down to see what was in the cave. Occasionally, local stories appeared, apparently came from the cave about the Goro, or Gauro, as the natives supposedly called it. So this may potentially have a Native American background for the name. Um, seeming to be for, to prefer stay, to stay down in the darkness. The stories dated back to around 1900s, and may, many believe the monster may be some sort of giant lizard, but no one knows for sure. The story closely resembles another pit of the type that is said to be located near Hannibal, Missouri. I cannot find any existing records of the hole either. Although I have heard a number of stories about it, the tale of the landowner checks out. The cave is also said to have occurred occurred here as occurred here also, but this is a bizarre, bizarre twist. This time, the landowner was discovered by some of his friends shortly after he his adventure in the cave. His hair had been turned completely white, and he was wildly insane. Oh my god! Whenever okay. he had encountered down in the cave, had broken his sanity. Anyone heard anyone sanity? Anyone heard any more about the story? Any locals on the forum? Okay. Yeah. No. Absolutely, it's real. Absolutely not. First of all, your hair Spencer? doesn't just turn white because you got scared. Yeah, but what if it's a chemical thing? That bleached your hair? Yeah. No. We have the, the what is it, the bombardier beetle that sprays literal acid that will burn you. So if it was if he was covered with a chemical and it reacted with the keratin in his hair and turned it white. And it only turned his hair white, didn't blind him or give him respiratory illness or anything like that. Come on, man. Who's to say? Not to mention, if I he mean, was covered with acid, they would have been like, oh, yeah, and plus, covered in goop. But they didn't say anything about him being covered in goop. Maybe he got it all off him. But it could be that he went insane because of the chemical he was sprayed with. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he did. I'm just saying, See, you have to be open to every, my, everything, Spencer. That is my problem. Conspiracy theories, so many of them just lack plausibility. They're just lazily contrived. Like, I want, I appreciate the good ones. Yeah. Like Mothman. That's a good one. That's okay. fucking... Have you, dude, have you researched Mothman? Uh, I mean, I know my tidbits. Bro, Mothman lives in a dynamite factory in Virginia. <laughs> it's an old abandoned dynamite factory. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And he fucking... He, he's trying to help us. He warns us of bad things to come. And they've all come true. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And that's it? Yeah. Okay. Because then you don't have any problem. Because, see, the problem with the lizard living in the cavern is, and I will grant you, up in Boone County, all up around the border of Missouri and Arkansas, uh, not many people who aren't from there may know this, but mm-hmm. there are tons of caverns up there. Yep. Like, it's possible to cross the border into Missouri underground just because the caverns are so vast. Yeah. But you can also easily get lost down there and blah, blah, and blah. And die. Blah. So if, if you're an amateur spelunker, Please be careful. Like, I grew up in Western PA, and every summer they had to come out and be like, hey, if you find a hole in the mountains, stay the fuck out of it. Yeah. Not because there's monsters in there, but because you're drunk teenagers and you need to stay the fuck out of caves and collapsed mines. But there also might be monsters in there. Why? But there's nothing to lead us to believe that. Yes, there is. It's what? the same conversation about Godzilla. If there is a giant creature who's living in the oceans and we've just never seen him, there's absolutely the potential that there are creatures with abilities that we are unaccustomed to. And I'm not saying like supernatural abilities. Sure, I'm just sure. saying that they do not match anything we are accustomed to seeing that have lived in caves their whole life. Because they would never venture out because they would become accustomed but to their situation. People-sized lizards? What if they're blind? Then how did they get the cast iron? How did they get the plate of iron? Echolocation, dude. You listen. You Man. you adapt to your environment. There's a reason why if you have a blobfish that you get from the bottom of the ocean, when you bring it up to the surface, it dies because it can't survive in this environment because it's accustomed to thousands of pounds of pressure upon it at all times, and his body has grown to deal with that. So you have a creature that spent its entire livelihood, generation after generation after generation, in pure, unadulterated darkness and caves and moisture, because I assume you almost always there's water in caves. You bring like they would never venture out because it would potentially hurt them if they've never seen sunlight ever. I mean, I suppose. I just I feel like there would have been more evidence. Yeah, but think about how many people don't go into caves for the reason. That's you just very explained. true. That's very true. Because, like, to me, like caves are super cool, but also I don't, I don't fuck around. And what was it? They just found a ceolacanth. Do you know what a ceolacanth is? No. It's what a prehistoric fish. Let me see. And they thought it was extinct. Uh, let me see. Ceolacanths are fish belonging to the blah blah blah. Doesn't matter. Uh, Blah, blah, blah. Doesn't matter. Yeah, they discovered them in 1938, but they had been finding fossils of them. Mm-hmm. Like Jurassic and prehistoric era fossils of these fish. And then, like, they were in a cave. Just hanging out. And then, like, they were just, like, swimming around in a cave, like, researching this cave. And they found a live ceolacanth. That's what I'm saying, man. So, like, if it's if it's left to a closed environment... To a, a unadulterated environment by anybody on the surface, who knows? I don't know. Who knows, man? I just don't. I just. I really don't feel like the portal to subterranean reptilians is in the Ozarks. But why wouldn't it be? Well, that's a good point. You know. You know. You got me by the short ones there, because there's a lot in the Ozarks that isn't anywhere else. Like I remember, I did. I'm yeah. part of the master naturalist here in Arkansas. Natural. So Nat- whenever it comes to naturalism, I am a master, and we did a lot of, you know, research. Not research, but we learned a lot about yeah. 
a lot of things st- that are in studying. Arkansas that are you know unique to Arkansas. Yeah, there are huge cave systems that are completely cut off from the rest of the world, and they harbor organisms that are only found in this specific cave in Arkansas. Yeah. So I suppose there might be something to the subterranean lizard man. Yeah. I don't think it turned that guy's hair white and made him go crazy. I think that's something that they wrote to sell Maybe. newspapers. I'm just saying, like, I, I wouldn't, simply because we weren't there, I wouldn't fully discount the potential of it. Like, it does sound very outlandish. So I'm saying, like, it's probably got, like, a 20% chance of actually being accurate, and there's more, like, an 80% chance of it just being something made up. Right. But... It's more or less that it's plausible versus having evidence for it. Yeah. Which, like, if we're going to talk about plausibility versus evidence, I feel like it's time to talk about Bigfoot. Oh, boy. So what are just... We can still be friends, no matter what your answer is. What are your thoughts on Bigfoot? Uh, I mean... I don't have necessarily a for or against. Like, I fully believe that there are things that have hidden themselves from us. Uh, do I necessarily believe that Bigfoot is potentially self-sentient enough to actively hide from us? That feels like a bit of a stretch. Because um, that would denote him being some kind, some member Human-like of, intelligence. of the, yeah, the homo genus. And I'm just like... I don't know, man, because, like, there's monkeys and apes and uh, gorillas and and um, chimpanzees, and, like, none of those creatures have specifically hidden from us. Right. So or at the like, very least, we have means of, like, because, like, even if they do hide from humans, like, we they don't know to hide from, like, game cameras and shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, they, there's just so little. But I did see this thing, and they were like, I think it said there, like, what is your unpopular opinion on, or your unpopular um, conspiracy theory that, or something. Like, basically, it's like, what's a conspiracy theory you believe in that feels, that people would say is, like, there's a really low chance of this being true. And they were like, my, one of the persons was just like, I think that Bigfoot, the pictures taken of Bigfoot aren't blurry. He is blurry. He looks like that. Whenever you see him in real life, and that's why he looked like all of his photos. See, I've like heard that. that, but that makes it that makes him feel more alien, right? Like that, he has some kind of distortion around him that yeah. constantly causes our our levels of photography to fuck up. Which, like, I didn't. But I always thought Bigfoot was just a funny hoax, yep. you know. Much like the way I feel about the Loch Ness monster, you know. And then, but then a man named Les Stroud showed me the error of my ways. The err? The err. Oh, no, not the err. You you guys may be familiar with him. Uh, He is Survivor Man. So uh, in the early 2000s, there were two survival specialist shows on Disney, or not Disney, Discovery. On Disney? It was uh, Survivor Man and Man vs. Wild. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man vs. Wild was Bear Grylls, who, uh, SAS officer, survival specialist, blah, blah, blah. Total badass. Uh, but also he was also exposed for like whenever he was filming these shows, he would like his crew would like get hotel rooms and stuff like that. He also, the the big thing is that he had a camera crew with him. So if something did go horribly wrong, Bear Grylls had it easy out, which I'm not diminishing his knowledge. He's still very much a survival specialist, 
very much an expert. But he ain't living it. But less, not like Les Stroud was. Because no, Les no. Stroud, I'm pretty sure he was like a social studies teacher in Canada. And he was just really fucking good at staying alive in the woods. He's just like, I want to make myself yeah. have to stay alive for money. Like being a teacher was his job. Staying alive in the woods was his calling. Yeah. Like this, and he would sim. He would go out there without any camera crews. He would just have his own shit, and he would have to carry all these fucking cameras everywhere. And that's one of the things that he said, as yeah. far as him versus Bear Grylls, is that every shot in the Man vs. Wild show, yep, he had to get. So he had to everything he did. He had to do three times. So if he had to walk across a rocky field, he had to walk across there once, set up his camera, then walk back, and then grab his other shit. And then walk back towards the camera just to get the shot. Yep. So, I mean, like, total total fucking badass. Again, not diminishing Bear Grylls at all. Would definitely not want to fist fight him. But Les, but also, Les Stroud is my man. He's been a little, little namby-pamby in comparison. Well, it's also, I think he relied on the cool factor of being a soldier. Because there's a big push in, I don't want to get all inside baseball on you guys. <laughs> but, like, I'm sort of into the whole survivalist, staying alive in the woods type you know, yeah, whatever lifestyle, I guess. Uh, I like to learn about it. I like to practice it. It's a lot of fun pitting yourself against the elements, you know. Taking on nature. Yeah. And Les Stroud was more that. Like, yeah. like he was actually man versus wild, whereas Bear Grylls talked a lot about, you know. How to man versus wild. How to man versus wild, and then also relied on the fact that like he was a special forces soldier, you know, and that does have a cool factor to it. Yeah. But most of the time, when you're stuck in the woods, it's not going to be a combat situation. No. You're just going to be fucking lost. Yep. So uh, Les Stroud, someone asked him on a panel one time if he believed in Bigfoot, which he's Canadian, so like Bigfoot is their national bird. Yeah. Like it's really frowned upon not to believe in Bigfoot in Canada. Yeah. And he was like, there's just no evidence. There's just, he's like, as much time as I've spent in the Canadian wilderness, there's just no evidence that I can cite that would lead me to believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. And as soon as he said that, like the next day or within the next week, he was contacted by a quote unquote Bigfoot expert, which I suppose you could be a, I shouldn't say quote unquote, he was a Bigfoot expert. You can be a Bigfoot no, expert a, without Bigfoot being real. You're a, I think it's a cryptologist. Yep. The study of cryptids. Cryptozoologist. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, he contacted him and he was like, look, Les, you come out and play in the woods with me and I'll show you some shit you ain't ever seen before. Yeah. And they actually took a camera crew out there, follow around Les Stroud and this guy. And by the end of the documentary, Les Stroud was like, man, there's something out there. <laughs> like, like, it's fucking weird. Like the whole knocking and doing calls and shit like that. Which, I mean, we also know that, I mean, just being in the Ozarks, I think we've talked about it before, that there's just... Oppression. That, well, it's... it's There's this mentality of, like... Anything could be anywhere. Yeah. Something is going on out there without you knowing about it, and yeah. you better leave it alone. Yeah. And it's like you're unaware, but within 30 feet of where you're currently sleeping, a pack of wolves just walked past. Well, and it was just like... <laughs> And then kept going. I'm talking about how, like, I mean, I'm sure you've heard this growing up in the South, you know, like if you've ever been camping or anything yep. like that. If you're out in the woods at night and you hear whistling, mm -hmm. don't whistle back. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. And it's and it's not one of those things like if you do, the from behind will get you. He'll come <laughs> right up from behind and he'll get you. The and from behind. Yeah. Like but you know <laughs> But you know what I mean? Like there's always that thing where it's like there's nothing concrete tied to it. No, no, But no. there is a big, powerful air of don't fuck with this. Yeah, there's a huge population of people who have been told their entire lives, and they've spread it to their kids, and they've spread their kids, spread it to their kids, of like, you're in the woods. If you hear, see, or feel something, no, you don't. Yeah. Go home. Yeah. Just like, don't fuck don't with Don't turn that. around. Don't stop walking. Don't pretend as if you didn't hear, see, or smell, or whatever. Yep. You just keep moving. Because whatever that is, is not for you. No. So it's trying to attract you. And if you turn around, you're fucked. There is something. I don't like the sci-fi Bigfoot. I much prefer the idea of Bigfoot as like what we were talking about with the subterranean mm-hmm. man-sized lizards. I, I like the idea of Bigfoot being a near human intelligence ape that exists in the wild without our knowledge yeah more than i like the idea of it being like a sci-fi thing like you were talking about how that guy said that like bigfoot's just blurry yeah yeah, like i don't like that i don't that's see so the the i have zero experience with anything in regards to bigfoot other than just conversations like we're having but uh, i like i really would like him to tell the story or very the least i'd have to get his permission to tell the story before i talk about it but my brother-in-law had a very weird experience at like whilst hunting super early in the morning when it was still dark. And he's just like, he's a totally like, he doesn't like, he's a, he's a pretty, he's a very fun human being. He's very nerdy. Like he has his quirks, but like, he's also very religious. So like, he doesn't believe in like the Lottie doll stuff, Sure, you know, like he's, he's got a very level head on him. And when he was telling me this story, man, I could just I could see it in his eyes that like how serious he was. He's just like, this isn't a joke. This is something that happened. This is all of the factual memories I have and can pull back on from my mind. And I was just sitting there like, oh boy, man, we gotta get him on. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, no, they said they're coming down for Christmas, so we may do a special Christmas episode. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bring Daniel in and have him tell his story. Santa Squatch. Because oh, he also he's a he's a big fan of. Uh, Krampus. What about him? He likes Krampus. Okay, but not like in the same way that he. No, yeah, no, hundred percent believe Santa. Not real Krampus. He's like, dude, he's coming. <laughs> Bigfoot is Krampus, and he's coming to spank your wife. Come to hit you with a switch made from children's tears. <laughs> but yeah, he like, like I said, he told me that story, and I was just like, dude, I like the only thought in my head. I was like, if that had been me, I probably would have sh- shit my pants. <laughs> It could be the part of the story he's not telling. Possibly. Possibly. I don't know, man. But, like, Bigfoot seems the most logical. But in the same way, this is the way I feel about Bigfoot. That if he is real, the reason the sightings are so all over the place and and erratic is because there's some kind of um, oh, migration that he takes or they take or the, the creature does. And they make their way down through the United States and then back up to Canada. Oh, yeah, they definitely, like, I mean, they don't adhere to, you know, yeah. like, Bigfoot's not an American citizen. Because in the same way, the little bit of research I've done about Arkansas, we have mountain lions in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. I want to say the last numbers they counted at, some, somewhere roughly at, like, 
thirty or forty thousand make their way into Arkansas over a year or something like that. Okay. But there is no breeding that happens at Arkansas for mountain lions. What? Like, just like the climate's not there for them. They. I don't. I don't know. They just said like there's no reproduction in Arkansas. They only pass through the state. Huh. So like they don't hang out and stay here, but they do come here and hunt and yeah. do all that. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. That's another one of the things we learned in the Master Naturalist is that Arkansas is a weird place for ecology. Yep. Like we have Arkansas is one of the few places in the United States where you can find arrowheads from all over the continent. Yep. And the reason is is because a lot of native groups would actually make pilgrimages to Arkansas or at least the Ozark area, you know, like southern Missouri and stuff like that, yep. to harvest the bodark trees. Because the bodark trees bodark. are super, super great for making bows. That's yeah, where they yeah. get their name from. And so, like, they would actually come here to harvest this, like, super special wood. Especial. That was super good for making shoots and boomers for natives. Yes. And by shoots and boomers, we need pings and dings. Yeah. Like, so, I mean, like, you can find <laughs> arrowheads from, yeah. like, Washington. Like, that were, like, because, you know, like, that's a good way of telling where a what group was where and yeah why. is yep. by how they made arrowheads and what they made them out of yep so another little interesting tidbit about arkansas and our local legislation because this was some, some for some reason this was a good idea uh somebody that uh, a friend of uh of of mine who used to work for the state parks informed me that apparently i think I think they said it was like back in the 70s or 80s. The local government, or I guess you'd say the Arkansas government, the state government, released panther mountain lion hybrids into the wild in this state. For what? I don't really know. See, that's the thing that I always get hung up on. That's the same thing with like the COVID. Yeah, yeah, being yeah. released by the government. Well, here's there's the just no clear cut reason for why they would do that. I mean, there, in my opinion, there are a couple of things, but that's beside the point. Um, but no, this person told me that, like, no, they talked to people who work for the state, and they're like, no, this is like this is a thing, and like, I I assume it probably had something to do with some kind of population control of whatever was getting out of hand. I don't know if it could have been like coyotes or bears or deer, like they needed to do something. And this was their solution. And I'm like, okay, so this is the Indominus Rex conversation of, yeah, we need to take care of this other animal. What do we do? Oh, let's get these two really dangerous animals and make them have babies See, and then put those in the wild. But that, even that, it, like that's just not effective for like one. No, you're throwing off the ecosystem. Well, it's it's not effective in that if there is a super predator in the area that you're trying to diminish the population of, the best thing you could use is people. Yeah. We are the deadliest predator on the planet, bar We're none. Constantly like, killing. Yeah. We kill things. We eradicate things on accident. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you wanted to control the bear or coyote or wolf population, all you have to do is just be like, hey, all you fucking dumb rednecks with rifles you can shoot the bears just open season baby just take as many as you want and then in two years the population is down to a manageable level yeah if not gone if not wiped out completely yeah 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 i don't know man like i don't know i just i got told that and i was just like what 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 fur what in the hell fur 
Also, in regards to our conversation about dinosaurs and them killing lots of people, I just want you to know that hippos, the most dangerous land animal on the planet, kill like 6,000 people a year. And they're on one continent. 6,000? Yeah. We just saw something. They were talking about it. I don't know what. Levo's watching something. That's a lot. So I'm saying if there are dinosaurs on the planet, they're killing a fuck ton of people. Right, but it'll balance itself out because they're also eating hippos, and hippos aren't killing as many. Yeah, people. but they're on every continent. If hippo, imagine if hippos were on every continent on the planet. You know they're in South America. No. You know why? N- somebody brought them. Yeah, Pablo Escobar thought it'd be cool to have hippos on his land, so he brought them over from Africa. And now we gotta, just we gotta stop just bringing a, shit. To yeah, places. there's just a wild like hippo population that's just wreaking havoc on the ecology in South America. So that America. means that number is probably higher because I'm sure they aren't even looking at South America. Oh no, yeah, definitely. Because the not. number I have is specifically from Africa. No, yeah, there's there's because that's the thing is that they aren't found on one continent anymore because humans love fucking with shit. And just like, hey, what what would happen if we just transplanted this thing that doesn't have any fucking worldly business being here? He's like, look how cute it is when it's little. Let's take it. God. (laughs) That's like the whole thing with people in Florida just releasing their ball pythons into the wild. Yeah. It's so easy to get rid of a ball python. Just find somebody that you want to make. You don't like they sell them every fucking year. Yep. Hold on. I want to look this up. Excuse me. Okay. So Africa, I would say, is comparable size to the United States and Canada combined. Kind of. Um, Excluding the Canadian islands that run all the way up to Greenland. So, under these pretenses, if it's 6,000 people a year, that means if we... That means Canada and the United States is another 6,000. Brazil is probably another 8,000. Australia's uh, another 10,000. And then for all the little piddly countries, we'll say another uh, 24,000. So how many people is that? Buddy, I don't know. Oh, man. That's like 16, 26. It's like 40,000 people a year dead from hippos if they were worldwide. See, that's a huge number yeah, of people to just. That's a huge problem. So I'm saying that's why I'm still I'm firmly believing that. Hippos kill people more or less on accident or over aggressive like um, territorialness. They don't eat them because they're hungry. So if we have creatures on our planet who eat because they're hungry, that's a lot more people. I feel like you're just choosing to die on this dinosaur's case. Absolutely. They were too cavalier about the fact that they're dinosaurs walking the planet. Everybody's like, it's fine. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to rehash this dinosaur issue with you. I'm not going to get back into this. A lot of people, man. Because that's the other thing. Like I said, because like um, the one little tidbit I have about this is my parents are friends with a couple who went on an African safari, not for hunting or anything, just went there, stayed yeah, with yeah, locals, just check out the animals, yeah, did the whole thing. And the dude, like the first night, they're staying in their their um, like huts or whatever they're staying in because they're like on the savanna or something. And um, the guy's like, "Okay, I need to let you know, I am locking you in." And they're like, "Okay, why?" And they're like, "Because." Hippos graze at night because of their skin will get sunburned during the day. That's why they spend most of their time in water. But they will come up on land and graze at night. If you get in front of a hippo while it's grazing, you're dead. It will just eat you. Not because it wants to, but because you are in front of it. And it's eating the grass. If it grabs you, it's just going to keep eating. So he's like, I'm locking you in so you don't die. God damn. And I'm just like, what? Fuck. Their tusks freak me the fuck out, man. Their mouths are terrifying. 
Ugh, those videos of people dropping whole watermelons into their heads and yeah. just crushing them. That's a skull. Ugh. Gone. I don't even know what the bite strength of a hippo is, but I guarantee you it's really fucking It's like strong. a hydraulic press. It just yeah, it crushes does. everything. And then you get hole punched on two sides. Ugh. <laughs> but, man, it is, uh, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Brings whole new meaning to Atlas and our D&D campaign. Just, just, when you go outside, be aware that the natural world exists as a counter to the civilized world. Yep, it don't like you. So it is trying to kill you. The Black Plague is still out there, and there is no cure. Did I tell you about, or maybe you're the one who told me, there's something about some guy working in... I want to say Antarctica, and they were taking like core samples of the ice, and they found a virus in some of the cores of the ice, and it was preserved because it was in ice, and they said it it like, there's not a better term for this that I can think of, but it reactivated itself after the ice melted, and they was just looking at it, and like it was a ways down, but it's just like we're currently melting our ice caps, so it's just like what could we'll, come out. We'll get to that layer yeah. eventually. So that's cool too. Well, I mean, you know, here's that's the other thing because it doesn't matter though because the fucking glitters are gonna get us first. Like, yeah, right. <laughs> but no, like everybody keeps freaking out about like, oh, we're gonna destroy the earth with pollution. No, we will not. The no, it'll with, bounce like, back. Like in a fight between us and the earth, the earth wins. Yep, every day of the week. Doesn't matter what's going on, what we've got, what we're doing, the earth wins. Because if we all die, the earth will still be here. The earth will still be earthing. Like things will still be growing somewhere. We just won't be there to see it. Yep. I mean, I'm sure Jeff Bezos will, you know, record what's going on from Mars. Mm hmm. Yeah, because they've already discovered uh, immortality technology. Yeah. Well, it's via the I blood mean, of women. No, it's Futurama. They just cut your head off, freeze it, and then they put it on a robot. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. They were doing some research on there's a frog uh, that in the wintertime freezes solid. Yeah. And then it revives itself. So I know they were doing research on that to see if there was a way to like bring that into Mix us human, with frog DNA. Into his human ge- genome. And That's a bad idea. That's how you get slee stacks. That's how you get herpes. You remember from uh, Land of the Lost? Slee stacks. Yeah, from Land of the Lost, the slee stacks. They were the... Man, come on. You never watched Land of the Lost? Are you talking about the one with Will Ferrell? Well, that's the movie, but they it's <laughs> the movie made off of the show. No, I did not. Slee stack. I was about to say, I was like, I don't, I don't know what you're talking about. Slee stack. I thought they were like fish people. Oh, well, kind of. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be a frog person because, like, I, I don't know about you, but I don't really find frogs attractive. I mean, I've then, never wanted to fuck one, but I feel like, you know, given a couple hundred years, mix yeah. them with, like, Kate Beckinsale. Let who, me, I mean, let me see what you got. Who knows what's normal? Yeah. Nah, nothing on top of Kate Beckinsale. I don't care what you say. But no, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like think of a froggy Kate, Kate Beckinsale. Beckinsale. Oh, it just kind of ruins it for me. <laughs> I mean, you say that now. Have you? I mean, for all we know, we see it, man. That yeah, but like retract- that skin that's slick and sticky at the same time. Maybe that's exactly what you're looking for. Retractable teeth it. and a big elastic Ooh. tongue that can. Yeah, and when you get her knocked up, she just squirts babies out of her back. Oh God! Why did you say? 
Oh, it's no. twins. I just, dude, it just makes me think about like any animal that lays a copious amount of eggs when they do. It's just like, but a person doing that, just like. Oh no, I'm not talking. To, I'm not even talking about. Oh, eggs. I know. You're talking about the gross frog yeah, that like holes in that, its like, back with the shoots eggs and... live frogs out of its back. Yeah, it's horrifying yeah. and disgusting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you don't have, if you have that phobia of holes and stuff, don't look that up. Is it tryptophobia? I think so. Yeah. Anyways, guys, so you can find us on the Sages of Podcast Twitter. We're gonna we post some stuff Sages there. Sages of Podcast. Sage, is that what I said? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. Damn it! Should that have been our name? No. Fuck. Absolutely not. <laughs> so pretentious. The Sages of Nonsense Twitter. We're going to we post new episodes, and I'll start posting some other stuff and get on top of it. You know. Yeah. And uh, we've got a couple new listeners I know. I've talked to a couple people that started listening to us, which is super Ooh. cool. Uh, but we've also got Welcome. Sages of Nonsense Instagram. Uh, feel free to spam either one of those with suggestions, comments, criticisms. Yeah, give us all your negative stuff so that we can make it better, and then you can give you us your positive stuff. Honestly, yeah. Then we can do like a monthly episode just reading all the nasty things people oh, send to us. Yes. I would love that. That would That'll be, be so great much fun. for my self-esteem. Dude, I'll just tank it, man. It's fine. <laughs> well, all right, guys. We're going to get out of here. But we'll, we'll, we'll see you next week. All right. Love you guys. Bye.